So today we are continuing with the subject of faith at work. Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember the Lord your God who enables you to thrive and be an agent of transformation in your family, in your community, and in your city. I'm Bold Carey, your host, and you can catch up on previous episodes of Thrive 1110 by going on the chri.ca website or thrive1110.ca website. That's thrive1110.ca. And while you're there, just send a quick word, say hi, so I know you've been listening, so I know you've be, you're being blessed by this show. It's always encouraging, and we because we can't hear you. We know you're listening. We can't see you. We can't hear you. So it's always good to hear from you that way. So we are continuing with our two special guests on this subject of faith at work. The last episode, we talked about why this subject is important, and we tackled really uh, a few points as to why this was important and how it looks like uh, to really show up in the workplace. But today, we're going to dive right into our Let's Get Practical section with our two guests. Actually, before our Let's Get Practical section, I just want to ask our guests, in case you're catching this for the first time and you haven't listened to the first episode, I have Johan and Jennifer with me, and I'm going to ask them to just quickly say uh, something about themselves, about what they do before we dive into our Let's Get Practical section, actually. So uh, welcome, Johan. Welcome, Jennifer. Uh, it's been good to have you in the previous episode, and I'd really like you to just say a quick word about yourselves again for those listeners who may be connecting for the first time today. Good morning, uh, Bolt. Yeah. Great to be here. <laughs> so my name is Johan, and I serve uh, at One Way Ministries, and together with Jennifer. And uh, our focus is all about the workplace and bringing Christ to our work with us, living out our faith at work. And um, yeah, we just... Uh, so grateful for this opportunity to speak about this. Thank you for, for the invite. And if you want to hear more about Yuan's introduction, you need to go back, chri.ca, thrive1110.ca, and uh, listen to Johan and uh, connect with Johan. And by the way, we're going to tell you how to connect with Jennifer and Johan during this show. So don't worry about that. So you can really uh, integrate your faith with your work. Uh, but Jennifer, yeah, would you mind uh, uh, telling us a bit about you? Uh, thanks, Bold. And I just wanted to really share that um, I serve with Johan on the Workplace Network Leadership Team at One Way Ministries. And uh, we both have a real heart for really encouraging and inspiring people to integrate their faith and work and uh, just to just to um, ensure that they are thriving in terms of just how they are using the gifts and the strengths and the experiences that the Lord has given them both to have an impact in their workplace, but also to thrive um, in their families and in their personal lives as well. Mm. Praise God. Well, same. Go back to previous episode, catch up on Jennifer's introduction. Uh, it's worth it. Now, we are continuing, and this is our Let's Get Practical section. Bold. Let's Get Practical. 
So Johan, Jennifer, how can someone who is listening and who is saying, well, no, I haven't been integrating my faith um, with my work. How can I do that? How can I really do that? Johan, Jennifer, tell us how to do that. A good way to, to start yeah. is when you're in your car and you're driving to work and you stop there at your, uh, at your place of business. Yeah. Or maybe you switch on your computer and uh, you're waiting for that first Zoom call to start. <laughs> it's just to pray, to say, Dear God, this is Johan reporting for duty. How can I serve you today? That's it. That's an excellent way to start. It reminds us that we are we are part of an army. <laughs> I think we can go back and forth with a bunch of ideas. So number two, let's start yeah. from the easiest things up to yeah. the things that maybe get a little bit more difficult. But yeah. the next easy yeah. thing is yeah. just um, to pray for your colleagues, even if they don't know that you're praying for them, mm. is you're looking at all the squares on your Zoom call or as you say in your car, start to pray for people. And... Um, I would also say, pray for some of the people that you have a difficult time with. Hmm. That's really like a Christ-like heart. And look at them with Christ's eyes and wonder, why are they difficult? You know, they're broken just like you are, just like I am, just like we are. So look beyond that difficulty and think, what are they struggling with? Mm. How can I be praying for them? How can I be encouraging them, affirming them? So the next easy thing, people don't even know you're doing this, but mm. pray for them. I can, I can, I can see, th thanks for sharing these two points there. I can see how this can be tough though, Jennifer, because somebody is being difficult with you, maybe even mean to you at work. And, 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 and you have to, to be like Christ and pray for that person. How do you do that? <laughs> I, I have a little tool that somebody could try. If you have a difficult person at work, mm -hmm. I've used this in my coaching practice, is start at the top, pray about this, and write down 50 things I love about you, hmm. that person. 50. And, and they're going to think, I don't like anything about them. <laughs> so now you have to challenge yourself. Okay, look deeper. Like, mm. how does God see that person? Mm. What does he love in that person? Mm. And then you start to look at that person with a different set of eyes and a different lens. Wow. Praise God. Thank you. Yes, Joy. Yes. So uh, often we do that. We, we look at the mean people around us and we ask God to, uh, to show us uh, the, the real them. And the real them is that they are mirroring Jesus. But we can also start at ourselves. We can ask God for His help in bringing a Christ-like character to work. Mm. What am I doing that is not Christ-like? Mm. Ask Him to reveal the areas you still need to work on so that your colleagues will see you as salt and light in your workplace. Mm. Wow. Yeah, if, and if I could just comment on that and I'll give you a story, is um, like when, when people interact with you, mm -hmm. do you think they see Christ? Hmm. Are you patient at work? Kind? Hmm. Are you slow to anger? Hmm. Are you compassionate and loving to maybe those that are struggling? Do you participate in office gossip? <laughs> do you take the high road even when others do? 
um, or when others don't, um, is your behavior above reproach. Mm. And I was speaking to a young man um, not that long ago, and uh, he works at a, a business in Ottawa. Mm. And he said he found it really hard at first to figure out how to integrate his faith and work. And then that's the way he tried to show up every day. And what he realized is that in meetings that were high tension or where there was conflict, he would bring a peace mm. to those meetings. And then people started to be attracted to him and they'd ask him, how, how come you didn't respond? Mm. Like, why didn't you get angry? And it allowed him to open up and to say, because I'm a Christ follower. And this is the way I'm trying, I try to be in my family. This is the way I'm trying to be at work. And you know what? Each of us have Christ-like characteristics, but we all have work to do. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing to, to just do a self-assessment and pray to God, what do I need to work on? So I show up more like you to be salt and light in the workplace. Reminds me of, uh, I don't know who said that, but but uh, it reminds me of that saying, maybe, you know, that says, if, if you were, if if you were caught and accused of being a Christian, would you be condemned? Would there be enough evidence <laughs> if you're on trial for being a Christian to condemn you? Uh, yeah. So would would that be? It, it equals what you're saying. Thank or, you. Or like it. it's that saying, right? <laughs> Spread the gospel, and if necessary, use words. That's it. That's it. Amen. And you know, quick quick story. Uh, you want you want to say something? Quick story regarding praying for those who are. Uh, who may be even difficult and even uh, mean towards us. I remember personally, in a time where I was working, um, um, I won't name the place, uh, but there was an employee that uh, was under my supervision. And uh, my very first day at work, I gathered the team just to introduce myself. And that employee, for a, for, for a reason that I don't know, was already... He has already made his mind that he didn't like me and that he was going to make it difficult for me. And it was in a unionized environment. So very, very difficult to really take actions or, or actions in a very uh, rapid way to correct a situation like that. So that person really started calling me names right at the first meeting and challenging everything, challenging my authority, challenging everything. Where were you? This and that. Well, fast forward, I leave that place. And without, out of the blue, I checked my inbox two years later after having worked in that place. And this very person sends me a message and asks me to forgive them for all the attitude and bad things and, and that they did to me while I was there. And that they realized what kind of person I am and that they wanted me to mentor them. Amen. And, and, and that came two years after I left that place and I didn't have any contact with. And I was like, wow, where's that coming from? And that person told me, you know, one day you said me one thing that I never stopped thinking about. And that led me to really sending you that email today. And I was like, well, praise God. So, all right, Joan, you want to say something? <laughs> yes. No, that's a beautiful story. Uh bold you know another thing uh one can do is just as you as you arrive at work or as you walk uh the corridors or as you interact with other um colleagues just pray jesus give me eyes to see those who are struggling uh there are many people that are struggling 
that we deal with, and we don't always see that. We don't understand um, that. And use that relational trust where people trust you because you are authentic and you are real and um, you have the right uh, posture that they will uh, they, that they will trust you to pray for them. As Jennifer mentioned, uh, uh, I think in last week's episode, people actually appreciate that if we ask them that. Mm. They won't say no. So ask them. If you see they're struggling, ask them to pray for them. And I think to offer to pray for them and um, offer practical support too. You know, if your neighbor was going through a tough family time, you might offer to bring a meal together Mm -hmm. for them or bring a meal for them and to do something kind or nice for them. Um, You might get some of your other neighbors to do the same. Well, do you do the same as somebody struggling at work? Can you engage some other colleagues to help them? That's, That's, I think, if somebody's struggling in their personal life. But, you know, if you see somebody struggling in their actual work, well, do you treat that as a performance issue? Or do you go in to say, hey, how can I help you? Is there something I can do to support you? Um, is there something I can take off your plate or help you with, whether you're their manager or you're just a colleague? Because work environments can be very competitive. So are we competitive in our workplace or are we showing up in a different way um even if it's not with other believers thinking well this is another brother or sister how can i help them if they're struggling and those are the kinds of things that um that build relational trust with people that as you say bold people remember like we are planting seeds we may or may not see the harvest but every day plant a seed and some days we'll be fortunate enough like you were bold for somebody to come back and to say, thank you so much. That made a huge difference for me. Jesus uh, invites us uh, to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in our workplaces as in heaven. And that means a different economics different set of rules, different way how you treat people, different ways than what you are normally used to operating in a competitive business environment, uh, but one of love, uh, one of respect, one of support, one of encouragement to one another. You know, what you're saying makes me say, okay, imagine I'm a business owner and I have employees and uh, both you're saying, you're saying this, okay, and there's one who is struggling. But it's really crippling the business in a certain way. It's really hurting the business. What do you do? Like, okay, is it is it love to let's say fire the person? Is it love to say, well, you know what, we don't need you at this in this position? How do you show love in that case? How do you how do you integrate faith at work in that case where, like you talk about economics, where your bottom line is on the line? <laughs> how do you do that? So, um, Bold, this could be a topic for a whole show. Uh, and I think it's a struggle for every Christian leader. So I'm just going to add just a couple of small comments mm-hmm. that are, are um, so first of all, when we have, let's say we're a business owner, right? And you have somebody who's really struggling. I think we do everything possible to help them and we can pray for them and be supportive of them and dig a little bit deeper 
than than another leader might, who might just make a quick termination decision Mm -hmm. to try to understand what is going on. And you let that person know you love them and care for them and you want to help them. And then you put some strategies in place. And if it isn't working and that person still is really struggling at work, um, at some point, the actual loving thing to do may be to let them know that that you're going to help them get somewhere else where they'll thrive. Mm -hmm. Because it's not good for somebody else to come into work every single day to know that they're not performing up to expectations. Mm -hmm. But how do we do that? How do you do that in a Christ-like way and in a loving way? And, you know, if you're bleeding as an organization, that's slightly different than if you're a profitable company, do you allow those conversations and, and allow time for somebody to develop and to grow into a role longer than someone else might. But I don't think it's fair to say it is not Christian Mm -hmm. to free somebody up to go to a place where they'll thrive. I think the question is, how do you do it? And especially if you have, if you have multi levels of, of like, uh, of, of leadership in, in, in the organization, let's say you have, you are, you are the boss, but you have somebody who reports you that have some other people report. If, if that person, well, what, what I mean is ultimately you may not be the one uh, like evaluating, assessing the work of some employees that are working in your organization, but then how do you instill that, that way of doing things that, that are Christ-like to all your leaders actually? And, and I, we talk about business, but this could also be related to ministry. Um, yeah, so. Can I just add one? This is a real life story. And I worked in a large company and I worked with a woman, I'll name her Jessie Morrison. And she was the one responsible for working with all of the people that were being terminated, Mm. sometimes for performance Mm. or maybe restructuring. Mm. And she was a Christian and she brought Christ-like love to work every single day. She treated every single one of those people with such love and respect and she affirmed them and she encouraged them Mm. and she helped them figure out how to find the next role, connected them with resources. I was always amazed that most people would hate that job. In her office on her table were always flowers, cards, chocolates. None of the rest of us got any of that. (laughs) And she had the most difficult job because she did it with love. I'm getting goosebumps just telling you the story and remembering what that was like. So it is possible. I've witnessed it. Wow. Wow. That's so something. I just wanted to add that um, if you're stuck with a difficult uh, situation like that, prayer, not to rush it, as Jennifer mentioned, but uh, to pray. And if we ask for wisdom, God will give us that wisdom. Amen. We, so true. We, we often forget that, really, uh, if we are stewards, it's His business, and, uh, and He will give us the instruction and direction if we, if we only take time to, to ask Him and ask for His direction and discernment in this situations. Um, I, I quickly want to, to ask you the question, you know, uh, and I've witnessed that maybe you will have time for me to share that quick story uh, that really amazed me uh, in many ways. But there are some Christians who are especially gifted with, with supernatural gifts, like a, a gift of prophecy or maybe gift of discernment or so, something. And, and they are also in the workplace. Would you encourage these people to 
to to use these gifts in the workplace would i don't know if you have experience with that or if you if you know such people but uh, how can those gifts be also used not just in the church but also in the workplace uh do you have anything to share with that i have a, i have a story connected to that that i can quickly share i, I remember being one day in a restaurant with uh, with a guy like that very christian guy that i respect and uh, we're being served and uh, the waitress has a wedding ring and uh, first thing he says to that waitress that comes he says why are you wearing this ring and you're not married and the waitress like it's like hey like who are you and, <laughs> and she says okay oh oh yeah like no uh, uh it's it's my brother who gave it to me so she starts confirming that indeed she's not married but that she's wearing this ring because it means something in regards to her relationship with her brother so she goes and she comes back again to maybe take the order or something like that and that guy again tells her okay this is what you've always dreamed of being professionally yet you are here and the girl stops and she looks at us and she said like okay were you here like three, four days ago i was sharing that with with somebody that i was serving that i always wanted to do this thing professionally and it's like no this is the as a matter of fact this guy was not even a canadian he was visiting and uh, and it was the first time he was setting foot in that restaurant so the girl was totally and then he ends end up saying saying her telling to her that you know god told me these things about you because he wants you to believe what i'll say next and then the girl is now all opened up and she's ready to hear that and then he says he wants to have a relationship with you and the girl is like wow okay wow okay how do i do that and now she asks the questions and the guy is talking to her and then because he's not of you he's like, okay this guy will take your coordinates and he will follow up with you to to tell you how to be in relationship with this god that told me these things about you i was i was all blown away i don't know if you but that was a quick story that i, I found really needs to bring a, a different aspect of our faith in the workplace but yeah please yeah johan yeah god speaks with us in great ways uh, <laughs> sometimes through a donkey <laughs> yeah sometimes through angels yeah. uh, and sometimes through uh through our colleagues yes and um i i could just add uh, that um uh, you were asking how does that uh, could have an impact in the workplace i think as long as god is glorified yes. then that is the the ultimate uh, uh goal yes. if we have any is uh, to glorify god and not to glorify ourselves in any way and i'll just add you know you you're speaking specifically of the gifts of a uh, gift of prophecy but whatever our gifts are we're called to use them and um we can pray about where and how to use them and to hear the spirits prompting but this is what we were talking about um earlier about how bold are we at that so maybe at the beginning we're not going to be bold and maybe we'll we would just start with somebody we've built a relationship with at work your friend with somebody this was a total stranger well maybe have to build up to that maybe at first that's not where he started but i think what we want to encourage is that we're called to use our gifts um wherever god places us 
you know, it reminds me, I did ask him, like, how, how do you get to this? And he, and he says, you know, I, I desired these things because I desired to glorify God. And he says, and, and I knew I would make mistakes, but I was not afraid to make mistakes. So, uh, and as you, as you were talking, I was thinking about Joseph, like all these gifts of, of like organizational gifts, operational gifts like you, Johan, that Joseph was blessed with and used that in Egypt to, uh, to really set up uh, the place to uh, thrive during a famine. So uh, we are quickly running towards the end of the show today. Time flies. But before we do that, uh, I'd like to invite each of you just to tell people how they can connect and how they can maybe reach out to you, Jennifer, have time, One Way Ministry. Same for you, Johan. Uh, can you quickly say how they can connect and the events, talk about the events as well? We have a very easy email address to remember. It's workplace network at onewayministries.ca. If you, uh, if you write us, we'll subscribe you to our newsletter. The newsletter contains uh, very interesting blogs where um, many people from the Ottawa region, successful uh, entrepreneurs or people in the public uh, sector, write things that they've learned and that they would like to share uh, with a broader public. Um, we have uh, some events coming up. June 8, Julian Lowe, uh, she works for MasterCard, is joining us uh, for a conversation. Uh, Jennifer is going to uh, ask her how she lives out her favorite work. And um, she's going to explain how vulnerable uh, She's going to be vulnerable, explaining how things always didn't always go as what she thought it would, but how mm. Christ uh, uh, just reassured her of her role and of her mission in the workplace. And then uh, June 15, we have a, uh, a session called To Date With God. And uh, Jennifer, do you want to say something more about that? Yeah, A Date With God for anybody who's just looking for a, a time uh, to just spend in reflection, listening to the Lord. It's from eight to three o'clock. It's lightly facilitated by one of our colleagues, Doug Sprint. And there's four times of quiet contemplation and listening prayer where you'll be guided with an, uh, a, an exercise to help you with that. And then some sharing with other people on the, the call. So if anybody's feeling, oh, that's exactly what I need. I need a day with God, but I'm not going to take it unless, mm. you know, I sign up for something and make a commitment, um, please join us on uh, June 15th for that. And you can find all of the information on the Workplace Network website or by emailing us at the um, address that that Johan suggested. And that's, I think, the best way to reach either of us. And uh, would you want to say something about halftime as well? Uh just, you know, for anybody who might be listening, that's really at the halftime of their career that you've reached a place of success and you feel, wow, I've achieved all this worldly success or organizational success, but I have this sense of kind of holy discontent. And what is God trying to say to me? What is he nudging me towards? Halftime is a coaching process that just helps you explore that to look at um, what's going on in your heart and also um, what are potentially other options for you, whether it's looking at your workplace as a mission field differently or perhaps transitioning to something different. Mm. And uh, in order to get a hold of you for that, where do they go? You can just to make it easy for everybody. Still, just you can reach me through the One Way Ministries uh, Workplace Network 
at onewayministries.ca. That way people only have to write down one email address. Perfect, perfect. So you can do it. Let's go and do it. Live your faith at work. So now we are transitioning towards the end of the episode today. That was a packed two episodes on Faith at Work. Thank you again, Jennifer and Johan, for being here and really helping us with this very crucial topic of Faith at Work. I'm Bull Kerry, your host of Thrive 1110. Connect again next week, same time, same station, for another episode of Thrive 1110. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.